Welcome, Monster Maniacs, for what shall be the penultimate creature feature this season of Monsters of Rock, the Lordy Story. I'm your guide, Matthew Kessie, and on this week's show, I'm joined by another presenter, the man of many talents, the cryptid keeper of tales, the voice of the most monstravagant show. It's Nosferuiz of the Nosferuiz Horror Show. As he is resurrected for a few moments following his death by the hands of Jane to tell of his sin-involvement on Scream Writers Guild. To start with... um you obviously last year you kind of met up with the band for the first time in quite a while obviously with the whole pandemic and everything like that kind of everyone couldn't meet up and of course with you being in america you can't exactly drop everything and go over to finland on a whim during the pandemic so you kind of met up with the band did a couple of the first kind of summer festivals with them as well so what was that experience you know finally going over meeting up with miss lordy finally you two being best buds and, you know, finally getting to hang with the whole crowd again. Oh, well, it was definitely cool. Um, you know, in fact, the, the whole process started in April of 22 when he called me and he's like, hey, dude, <laughs> um, thinking about starting a new album. And I'm like, what? Jesus Christ. You just had seven come out, you know, less than, you know, five months and he's like, yeah, record company is starting to, you know, you know, say, start writing the next one. So, um, going in, uh, to April of 2022, you know, I think I'm at a Wendy's, which is, you know, I think you got, I just got them over there like McDonald's and Burger King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I pull over and he starts talking about this whole horror TV show idea that he has for the next album. I'm like, oh, all right. So of course me being familiar with, with the TV horror shows here in the States in in the 70s and 80s. I'm not even sure really in the 90s. You had people like Zachary and Sven Gulli and an 80s horror icon, Elvira, used to host late night horror movies. Right. So I started thinking about this. And, you know, a lot of times it's... Mr. Lordy just throwing an idea out and like, yeah, we'll get back to it. Just throwing it out there, blah, blah, blah. We'll talk later. Okay. So, of course, now I've got it in my head. Uh, you know, it might be a couple of weeks, maybe a month before we come back to it. So, I'm thinking this is going to be another Ruiz character. So, when I first started off, I was like, Ruiz the storyteller, just to start fleshing something out. And good evening, and not even, as you've heard by now on the album where I'm doing this broken Hungarian slash broken Bela Lugosi Dracula kind of thing. I was just like, good evening, my disciples. It is Ruiz, a storyteller, and we have 12 stories for you tonight. Just starting to flesh stuff out, just to get an idea. So as me and Mr. Lordy start speaking, we could start really honing in on uh, on what he wants. Uh, so that was back in April. 
now moving on to May of 22, this is when we start talking about me coming over to record. But also now in May of, of 22, this is when I get a call from Mr. Lordy saying that he has let Eamon go. And I was completely shocked. Uh, I knew there had been some issues, tensions, but I didn't know that this was going to happen. So he called me, told me that uh, he had fired Eamon and that they were looking at another guitar player that they had in mind. So, of course, Mr. Lordy shows me this video of this hot shit kid. <laughs> the reason why I say hot shit kid because i know he's goddamn younger than us yeah, yeah. <laughs> playing and i'm like wow he really does play well and i'm like you know this would be a definite perfect addition uh to the, the band and and it's funny because even mr lord goes yeah you know in that video i sent you he had kiss alive one framed on his wall so i said yeah that that earned points right there <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was like, okay, moving forward with that um, comes, now we're talking about June. And uh, this is now, I'm going to be flying over to Finland. Now, now this is going to be the first time being in Finland in three years. The last time I'd been in uh, Helsinki to record was the voice for uh, Collection. And that was the Mad Rager, DJ Rock and Ruiz. Yeah. Two years since I'd seen the band. So, um, yeah, that was, uh, that, it, it was so cool to be reunited with everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, meeting up with Mr. Lordy at, at the airport. He was flying in from Rovaniemi. I'm, I'm, I'm staying at the hotel right by the airport. We're meeting there because Hella is driving and we're going up to the, Rock in the City Festival in Kopio. Right. Which was going to be the first time that the band is playing with um, Kone. This is, you know, this has already been put out. This is the new Lordy guitar player. So, you know, we're driving up. Oh, yeah, before that, of course, me and Mr. Lordy have the big hug, hug, kiss, kiss. Oh, we've missed each other, dude. It was great, you know, getting together again after two years. Yeah. Um, getting the hellless car giving her a big hug hey it's great it felt so good to be back in finland with these guys especially because of what the world went through the last two years you know me losing my job just down on down in the dumps feeling shitty blah 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 all that kind of stuff yeah. so this was and plus me loving touring and traveling, not being able to tour and travel for two years, really yeah. fucking sucked. So, of course, getting over to Finland, I'm like, ah, oh, cool, we're back. It, it was just a great overall feeling. So, you know, um, on the way up to Gupio, we're all talking and just catching up with each other. Uh, we had a couple of hours to wait at the, at the hotel, so... Uh, hanging out, and then when it's time ready for the for all of us to meet in the lobby, this is the first time I'm meeting Conde for the you know in person. Yeah. And I see this young guy come down, and I was like, "Look at this young motherfucker, Jesus <laughs> Christ!" <laughs> Smiling and laughing, 
know, I, I, I was like, I've heard so much about you, man. I was like, so cool to me. He goes, yeah, I've, I've heard a lot about you too. And I'm like, oh, excellent. Cool. I go, probably a lot of bad crazy shit i'm like it's all true and you're gonna see a lot of it in person kid you know that kind of stuff so yeah that was cool we're, we're all getting together you know next one who comes up is mana so hug and kiss grab of his ass and yes his ass is still super tight so that's fast <laughs> and then you know seeing he's seen which is funny now so I'm calling, you know, he's like the new old guy. Yeah. Because, yeah. of course, I'm collection. And I was like, how does it feel being, you know, somewhat the new guy? And you've already got freaking nine out, al- you know, eight out, al- no, <laughs> seven, nine albums underneath your belt, like in four freaking years. Yeah. He's like, it's cool. So, yeah, we all, we all hop in the van. We all hit up to the uh, festival. And then, of course, that's when it all hits. You know, we're backstage. We're meeting up with the crew. They've got their tent. And now I'm really kind of helping out wherever the band needs. And I guess Hello was sort of like the, the liaison and the head person with the uh, the festival. So I'm trying to help her as much as possible because, you know, in an hour or two, they're going to start getting into makeup. So what do you guys need? Towels, blah, blah, blah. Do you need water? What do we need to get, you know, ready for the stage? So that kind of stuff. So that was cool getting back into a production kind of role because I hadn't done it in two years, yeah, two or three years. So, you know, like I said, it felt good getting back into the swing of rock and roll. Um, what was really cool about it was watching the whole band all excited. Nervous about, you know, of course, it's the first show with the new guitar player, but all excited because there's new blood in the band, new excitement. The The atmosphere is less tense. Yeah. It, it's just a, a fun atmosphere. And then what was cool is watching how the other three or other four were helping going to get into his costume, you know, making sure that it all works on him. And of course, the, the funniest thing for me was watching him put in his contact lenses because he was <laughs> still kind of new to it. Yeah. And just here, I was like, trying to get it in his eye. So that, that was funny. But like, you know, once he got into costume, it looked great. Yeah. And when what was cool is going out in the front, looking at the stage, seeing the stage set up. And one cool spot, there were two people in the audience who, um, they're big fans, and they're usually on social media. They're actually, they're a couple. Yeah, yeah. So I saw them, yeah, they were front row. There was a, um, I guess, a news reporter and photographer there from the local Kofi newspaper, so... They ended up talking, uh, took a picture of us at, at the front of the stage. And, uh, cool. I've got that on my, uh, wall. Now, once again, thank you for sending me that picture. If you're out there listening to this, uh, interview when it comes out. Awesome. So that was cool. <laughs> yeah. the, the first show, standing in front of, uh, Kone, just watching him play. I really blasted a ton of pictures of so they could start pushing it on, you know, all, on all the Lordy social media and i just saw the energy and the playing just really it, it just amped up the show and n- n- i would it's definitely no offense and no disrespect to Eamon, 
um, it definitely just brought it up to technicality. Yeah. Because um, as even Mr. Lordy said, Heyman was more like the Ace Frehley player, more feel and kind of groove, which was awesome, where Garnet is definitely a lot more technical. He can change his styles a bit easier. And just watching him play, and just his mannerisms, now you got a different character. So, you know, he's not jumping around or doing the, the chicken dance that Eamon would do and, you know, the the cross or any of that stuff. He had his own, like, robotic kind of jerky motions, and, and he was, like, working his own style. And that that was just great, just, just watching that. So I really have to say, those two shows were fantastic. Uh, and, it, and it's hard to be judgmental at times because, you know, I am so close to it, but, you know, I, I, I had to step back. I'm like, okay, if I was a fan, how would I feel about this? And I'm like, and honestly, I was like, this this is a step forward. It's it's a fresh start, and you could and it just really felt like this this is a great new intro to a new character for the band, and you know just hoping that it just keeps on going. And I think after their tour that they've had and everything coming up, it was great to see him play all the old Lordy stuff. But I was just like I couldn't wait, and now the world has heard what he can do because yeah. of course the new album is him exactly. Right after I recorded my parts for Nosferu Ruiz, uh, Mr. Lordy sent me over a couple of the files of the new album to listen to. So, of course, the first song I heard was Dead Again Jane. And I was like, wow, this song really kicks ass. But what I was looking forward to was the solo. Because this is going to be the first time that Gones has his moment to shine in the band. So I'm listening. I'm waiting. I'm like, all right, kid. All right, come on, you're up next. And then, bang, when he started those first fucking notes, I was like, ooh, that sounds good. And then when, as soon as he did that dive bomb, I got an ultimate stiffy. I was just like, ah, 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 this is good, this is good. I don't know how many times I um, rewound or, you know, hit, hit playback just to hear that solo. I'm like, finally man a really cool different solo you know that's just not like repeating uh, a phrase and then you know repeating it an octave higher uh, there, there was a lot of technicality behind the solo um, a, a lot of flash and you know it, it wasn't all over the place that you know, you couldn't make out what he was playing. Didn't sound like a buzzing bee. It, it was a really well-crafted solo. It fit that song perfectly. So as soon as I heard that, I was like, yeah, okay, this kid's got it. Yeah. Um, from you kind of knowing, obviously, Lordy for so long now, and with Eamon obviously departing the band, were you in contact with Eamon since he's left Lordy at all? Um, no, when, when I heard that he was fired i wanted to yeah but out of respect and knowing you know it's it, it's kind of tough mm. sometimes in situations like that you know he's probably gonna have people hey look man sorry i heard you know you could probably like oh fuck off i don't want to hear any of this right now yeah so i didn't i i just i i thought i just let him deal with his own, own personal stuff of you know being let go you know, anger, resentment, or just like, I just want to push this shit away. 
yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to him, but you know, let me give him his space. Exactly. Also, too, when when Samsa Gita left the band, I gave him their space because I didn't want to be like, oh, you know, sure, I'm I'm not gonna talk about the band to either of them, but you know, in their head, you know, they know I'm still involved with yeah. Lordy. Yeah. Hey, I'm hey, I'm gonna be in Helsinki. Oh, you must be coming because some lordy's doing something you know and and i really didn't want to put that in their head so i just i i just gave him his space what was cool and sad at the same time you know talking about Eamon, um was that after the recordings you know kiss played um finland again i was there with mr lordy and they moved a little further on down to their seats and I stopped to get a drink or I was talking to some fans or whatever. And I saw Eamon and he was there. And like, you know, he couldn't believe I was there and I couldn't believe I ran into him. And it, I'm probably going to choke up here because it, it was hard seeing him, knowing what just happened. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I said, no matter what, he goes, we've had many years of fun times. Uh, you're, either you're in the band or out, you were still a brother. I goes, you know, we met in 2007 and I goes, it doesn't matter about the band. We're friends and you were still a brother to me, Lordy or not. Yeah. And we just hugged. We got a little emotional and I knew I, I had to stop right there. Yeah. You know, I, I, there was nothing else I was going to say that was going to hit the point more than just saying that we were still brothers. Yeah, yeah. So, well, that's a very... it was good seeing them. And uh, uh, I, I think, yeah, a couple of months later, in fact, yeah, I, I think it was like maybe two or three months ago, I sent them a text. Hey, buddy, how you doing? You know, I hope you're doing well. Hope you get back on your feet. You know, I was like, hey, look, you know, that stuff that you did on your, um, oh, crap, I forgot his what the name of his little solo EP yeah, was, I'm but dynasty, I'm like, I hope yeah. you continue. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, you know, I hope you continue with what you were doing there. Cause that was really cool. You know, I goes, yeah, I know it might take you a little while to want to pick up the guitar again and get, you know, get the ball moving. But, um, in fact, he, he texted me last week. He goes, you know, sorry, I haven't text back. I don't really do that too much, but I'm doing better. I'm, I'm looking to, you know, get back into music and, you know, next time you're in Helsinki, let's try to get together. So it was cool to hear from yeah. him and it's good to hear that he's, you know, coming back yeah. at his own pace, which yeah. is good. And moving so, forward as well then. Because it is, it is difficult yeah. in many ways because like, uh, while I've I interviewed all of the band members who've been talking to Slordy for the last, for last while and... Uh, I, with him leaving, it's obviously a very difficult decision for Mr. Lordy to come to because he's had Eamon as his companion pretty much in the band for 25 years, pretty much. And But with him right. going, Coney coming in, there's this new optimism, this new air of positivity around the band. And from speaking to everyone in the band, it has brought a lot of new energy, obviously with a young guitarist coming in, a very different style of guitarist. And 
with that you can hear it in the music and you can hear the virtuosity how dynamic his playing is as well so it has brought something different but what i think a lot of fans have loved about what Kone's done is he's respected the legacy that Eamon has left as well yes he has yeah. um he definitely has not stepped on any toes no um in any situation like this you got to look forward and what what can Kone contribute what will his part be on stage you know how will he start to win the fans over which i know he already has yeah. and one good thing about it too is that him being young you know Hopefully, he's got many years ahead of him with the band. And, you know, he's going to build up his own following. And talking about, you know, Mr. Lordy. Yeah, him and Eamon, when, when the band, of course, there have been band changes throughout the years. The constant until until last year was Lordy and Eamon. Yeah. And now with Eamon gone, you know, Mr. Lordy's the last original member. So he has done a great job of filling in those spots with great musicians, but also people with great heart, great character, who are pleasant to be around, who just enjoy what they do. And I've been around all five of them, and, and I just see it. And it just seemed like every time a new member came in, you know, whatever the issue or anxiety or, you know, bad blood or negativity that was there seemed to go away. And it was always a step upward. Yeah. And that's the way it felt. And, you know, these people didn't know me when they first met me. Yeah, granted, they were probably told all kind of these crazy-ass fucking stories about this <laughs> loudmouth American because through Tommy and, you know, whoever was in the band, oh, yeah, sooner or later, you're going to meet this guy, Ralph. That kind of stuff. Yeah. But, like, every time, and, you know, and some some were a little more quiet than others. Like, when I first met PC, he was a little more shy and, and quiet, and he's like, you know, my English isn't that good. I was like, ah, don't worry about it, man. My, my my finish isn't that good. But, you know, we talked, and I was like, you know, just starting to get, so how did you get into the band? Blah, blah, blah. And really, me and him started talking. Uh, really, the first time was on the on the first two shows of the collection tour that I did with him, which I think was Stuttgart and Berlin. And then everything fell apart. But, uh, yeah, every step has been a step forward. And they, it, it, it's just been melding into such a, a perfect unit, uh, a perfect family that, you know, when, when Kone came and once again, I'm just watching, seeing how their, their interaction is. And, and it's just cool. Like when we're just hanging around and Kone will just start goofing on, I, I don't know all the little riffs and stuff that he starts playing, but it seems like, you know, let's say it's a finish, you know, a children's lullaby or fairy tale song. He'll just start on his guitar. And next, you know, the whole band is just laughing and giggling or like dancing along with, you know, you know, whatever the hell he's playing. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. And next thing you know, the band is. So it's just cool seeing that. It's not always business, but they're all getting along and they're all working together. So it's fantastic to see that i kind of moving on to like the album side of things you have obviously been involved with a lot of these 
like radio theater pieces now the the scgs now since the first time i guess we kind of heard you on an album was 2010 with babes for breakfast so you've been involved with a lot of albums up to this point and this character you play in this new one, Nusfar Louise, we kind of see a more dynamic character in, uh, than we, I think, we have kind of seen before. I guess the closest would be kind of the Mad Rager Rock and Louise on collection. But on this particular record, as you were kind of talking about the influences there for your character this time around, you're kind of looking at old kind of 70s, 80s, maybe early 90s kind of magazine horror shows um the kind of one that kind of jumps to mind for me is kind of uh, george a. romero's creep show would be kind of the one that would kind of pop in my mind the most um but with your character when you're trying to come up with this character and everything as we're kind of talking about visually speaking you, is there any reference that you're trying to make when you look like nusfar ruiz okay this this is funny now this is a whole this character now really had time. We, we really had time to formulate and start coming together. So uh, once again, April, we start talking about the character. So now that, that idea is out in the air. How are we going to flesh this character out? What's his name going to be? Because like I said, at first it wasn't Nostrad Ruiz. We didn't have a name. So of course I'm like, okay, Ruiz the storyteller. And yes, I was thinking creep show also. Yeah. Um, and I just started. In, in fact, the cool thing too is, as I was taking notes for this interview, I grabbed a clipboard, and on that clipboard, which I found great, was the first reading or writing, jotting down, um, of this of the new character, and it's a couple of cents, so I. This is the first idea for Ruiz, the storyteller, turned into Nose for Ruiz. Good evening, my disciples. It has been far too long since last we spoke. Meaning, last we spoke was 2020 as me being the mad rager. Yeah. Uh, for, it, for it is Ruiz, the storyteller. I have for you tonight tales of the most unimaginable evil and tales of bone-chilling terror. Tales that will make you die the most horrible of deaths. Come now and join me in this Scarctic Circle gathering. We open with tonight's tale, Dracula, the Undead Birth. So that was my first writing of anything of an idea. Right. As you can tell, yeah. I'm still using Ruby's a storyteller. Um, Dracula, the undead birth was just something I pulled out of my butt because we, <laughs> we didn't have any name yet for songs, but I knew it was going to be based on horror movies and, you know, you monsters and famous horror yeah. actors. So Dracula, the undead birth, why not? So that was the, that was the first, that was back in April of 22 that I wrote that down as an idea moving forward i would say in may we start talking about it more me and mr lordy and he's like we're gonna go into the studio in june and i'm like i don't give a fuck what the hell i gotta do i am coming i am flying over to record this well of course another reason being is he's like dude kiss is playing in helsinki in, in a week after i'm like oh crap Fine, I'll be there. <laughs> so, um, I 
I'm like, my, my whole plan now is to fly, to get there, to be part of the two shows. So this is working out great. Uh, the first week is going to be hanging in Helsinki for a couple of days, seeing everybody working the two uh, festival shows, going into the studio, doing my part as now this is where Nostrad Ruiz is born. Uh, then the week after, hanging out in Rovanini with him, his uh, his mom, and all the friends up there, and then going back to see Kiss. So I'm like, my two weeks is jam-packed with everything I love about Finland. Talking again, he's like, I've got it. I've got it. I'm like, the character's name is going to be Nosferuiz. I'm like, ah, that is awesome. And of course, now that he's saying Nosferuiz, is where all of a sudden I'm like, hmm, okay, maybe I should talk more like this, for what it is I, Nosferuiz. And he's like, dude, oh, that's excellent, yeah. So, bang, we come up with the idea. It's a broken Hungarian, broken Dracula. Good evening. Welcome to our program. For it is I, Nosferuiz. <laughs> so that's how that started. And then that's when we started putting all together what I'd be saying. And that happened June 12th, nice. which was a Sunday. This was after the, the two days of the festivals. Uh, now we're in the studio. Um, starting out, it was me. Tracy and Mr. Lordy, and we're all just sitting down talking. All right, so what are we going to do? What are we going to say? We're going to introduce this horror show, and I'm going to say a couple of things. And also, too, is that he didn't know where on the album this intro would be. So I, the, the last thing I say is, we bring you. So I said every single album uh, song title. We bring you Jane. We bring you Unliving Picture Show. So I did every single one just in case wherever he was going to put that, I, I would say my part and it would segue or introduce that particular song. So yeah, so all I did, we bring you. And then I just inserted the name of each song. So we were covered on where we was going to put that. So, of course, now we've got that. We've got the first part fleshed out. Now the second part with the um, the Actors Guild Award show. This is where you have three grown men. <laughs> I say that very lovingly. Biologically. Start, yeah, trying to, trying to be as immature and childish as possible. Some people... Uh, just a quick jump forward in the interviews have gotten the jokes i thought it was funny they so a lot of them love the radio theater and a lot of people just think why the hell do they do these little stupid little it breaks up the the flow of the show or the or the thing and uh, what are they you know moron little childish five-year-olds i'm like yes we are <laughs> we started trying to pull out every stupid little thing we can say uh, so what's cool about it it's it's me mr lordy tracy hella and dylan dylan broda yeah as you can tell now there's there's an ongoing 
um, little radio theater troupe that Mr. Lordy has. Yeah. It's, it's been us for really uh, the last couple of albums. So far, me the longest, but I know Hella has been doing... All the female parts, and I think she really she really started with sexism. But I, I know she's been involved with everything since. But she's definitely come definitely with the, the Lord of Versity too. Um, but yeah, so she's she's always been the main woman. And then Dylan has that great sort of like announcer voice where he was you know the newscaster in Ruby's Massacre. Um, he does a lot of parts for Scream Actors Guild too. So. He started coming in, and we're like, we're thinking Jamie Lee Curtis. And like, now we can't use her name. So we came up with Jamie P. Curtains. <laughs> so it's sort of like a Jamie Lee Curtis that she's going to be the host. And that is Hella. Then we started playing uh, around with, you know, Evil Dead. We made it Evil Bread. And, and the voice. Uh, for that little snippet is Dylan. This bread tastes like shit. It's supposed to be like Bruce Campbell. Yeah. The other one that I thought was funny was the Dyslexorcist. Yeah, I love that one. Yeah. Uh, play on the Exorcist. So I'm like, by the powder of Christ, you complete in me. Which was supposed to be, by the power of Christ, I compel you from the Exorcist. So at that moment, I'm playing Father Ruiz again, and Dylan is my, you know, the priest next to me saying that I'm saying it wrong. So we just started having all kinds of fun trying to just say dumb shit. And then when it came up to uh, the names of the directors, Juan Tantits, <laughs> that was Dylan. We start laughing. Um, IP Freely, I'm not sure if he got it from The Simpsons, yeah, but that was something that yeah. Bart, you know, he'd call the bar. Yeah, he goes, hey, oh, I'm looking for this guy, IP Freely. <laughs> you know, that kind of shit. Yeah. So we, you know, we're just talking all kinds of dumb crap to make up names for directors. And, uh, yeah, that's how that all came about. Um, one funny part, which I don't know if Mr. Lordy mentioned, but during the recording of the of the award show i'm talking in my broken hungarian broken dracula and there's a word that i say literally um i say it in there and i'm like do you know what's going to happen i am going to kill you i am literally going to kill you i stumble on that word so bad <laughs> because i'm i'm trying to do it in an accent yeah. And it just doesn't roll no, easy. No. So as soon as I'm done saying that sentence and, you know, they cut, they start playing it back and they just start laughing. Mr. Lordy and Tracy are laughing. And they're like, you know something? Fuck it. We're going to keep that in. Because <laughs> now it has become such like an inside joke. Yeah. But it's not really inside because you can tell when you hear the word, if, if you understand what I'm saying, literally and you hear literally <laughs> they're like he fucked that up and then it's like he fucked that up oh yeah we started laughing in in the studio so bad so it's always like a giggle so yeah. we left that in that that's how that came about um okay and then also the character how that started to flesh out was like i said we had the idea now i need a visual 
And at the time, I didn't have anything. In October, I actually got a part-time job at a local haunted house. Right. So this worked out perfect. I end up getting a part of sort of like a priest, like a fanatic, heretic kind of priest. Are you familiar with the movie Nightbreed? No, no. Barker? No. Okay. All right. So now that that's out there, this was one idea. So, you know, people hearing this, you can Google it. Nightbreed by Clive Barker was a movie in the 90s horror movie. The uh, character Lylesburg, which I guess was the head of the Nightbreed, was like a priest or a monk, actually played by Doug Bradley, who played Pinhead in Hellraiser. Oh, cool. So the character, I don't look anything like this character, but he was a head monk priest. So this all worked out that I am this fanatical priest kind of preacher in a mausoleum in a in a graveyard so i am talking i'm spieling all kinds of nonsense so i'm in a robe this brown robe and i've been letting my beard grow ever since um uh, father ruiz because it really started working for the character it made me look different yeah and it, it, it was just a good touch for the upcoming characters in, in fact, because the reason why I started to grow the beard was that for um, the monarchy, I want I was supposed to be like a, a peeping Tom looking through the, the window, and I wanted to sort of look like a character out of the devil, the devil's rejects, kind of grimy looking beard, yeah. kind of shit like that. That never yeah. been, but the beard kept on growing, and I'm like, this works perfect for every characters so far now i've got the idea in the robe i started getting some a necklace made of fingers and ears and eyeballs um i had a um a staff so and and we had a makeup artist there at the haunted house doing this makeup and all of a sudden i look i'm like this is perfect for Ruiz. so what i started doing was before we opened the doors i would go into the mausoleum and i would start doing little video vignettes as if i was nosferuiz to show mr lordy yeah and by this time in october i had already heard the album he had sent me all the tracks so i don't know this is you know six months before it's coming out i've heard it i love it and of course i can't talk about it at all so i was like this would be perfect i've got me walking through the mausoleum good evening this is nosferuiz thank you for joining me in the Arctic circle gathering i forgot what i say but everyone who has been on lordy social media has probably seen this little black and white video yeah of me Nosferuiz talking about the upcoming album, and of course I go, we must wait. We the new album comes out in 2023, but we must wait. We must wait. We must wait. So that little video, and I showed Mr. Lordy. Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome. I like a couple of months later, he puts it out on social media, and I was like, that's great. But I was like. Ah, dude, you know, if you would have told me, I would have, you know, done more mannerisms. I was just walking through it yeah. and fleshing it out so, you know, I can go back and watch it 
and like see, okay, I got to, you know, more mannerisms. I got to accent more. I was just basically, I almost felt like I was going, hi, people, this is Nosferu Ruiz. The new album's coming out in 2023. Uh, you got to wait, got to wait, got to wait. That's how I felt. I spoke. You know, I was like, I would have gone back and I, you know, I would have done in character. But he put it out. I'm like, all right, cool. So this is where now, I think that's that's the first time now we have Nostra Ruiz in the flesh. That little video. Yeah. So it's all starting to come together. Now I have an idea. Now he's out in the flesh. Um, now I've got a costume for him. So um, I'm asleep. <laughs> I can't remember actually when this may have been. No, no, this had to be like in October because I'm still doing the haunted house. And there's not many people who call me in the middle of the night. And, of course, the first person who I think of is going to call me is going to be Mr. Lordy because of, you know, the nine-hour difference. So, yeah. of course, I look at my phone, and he's like, can you take a picture of you, like a pose in the Nosferuiz costume? Because I want to start drawing the new artwork. So I'm like, shit, I don't work for the next three days. I don't have the costume. I was like, okay. No problem. I'll make this work. I get into my bathrobe <laughs> like at three in the morning, um, kind of mess up my hair a bit. I, I didn't have the all the the necklaces and belt, but, you know, I sent them those pictures later. I mean, he could scribble that shit in. Yeah. So I'm in the living. I'm in the I'm in the kitchen in my bathrobe and uh, I just do like this pose and. I take a picture and I send it to him. Two days later, he sends me the final picture, and that is the one. That picture is the one that you've seen now of Nosferi's horror show that as is at the end of the Thing in the Cage video yeah. where you just have this little that says coming up next, Nosferi's that, that picture yeah. is that, that that's the picture of me. Mm that we use and i think that was also on social media yeah. we've got what i look like in person and now we've got actual photographs of what nostruis looks like moving ahead february of this year yeah is being in uh in finland again this is where now nostruis is comes to life and in the beginning of the dead again jane video everything that we've worked on making this character from my first Ruiz, the storyteller, to Nosfer Ruiz, the, the host, comes to life doing, doing the video. So this was the most involved and fleshed out character. Yes, besides the uh, Mad Rager, DJ Rock and Ruiz in, uh, on Collection, which was awesome because once again there, you know, in the tour book, you see the character. I was doing vignettes out in the desert to promote the screen stream, the uh, interview with Jean Devois, going out on stage and acting the character. This is my second character now, Nosso Ruiz, that really fleshed out from idea to stage. And, you know, it, it was so much fun and, and really cool, once again, to be involved doing that. And then when you kind of look at your music video as well, you know, the I guess kind of the start of that video can kind of... I know from speaking to Mr. Lordy, uh, some fans have kind of misunderstood or not 
kind of grasped why your kind of intro section is at the start of that video and why it wasn't like that on the album but of course Mr. Lordy wanted to do it that way because that's how he wanted to do it and that's what he was saying when we spoke so on the music video was it hard for you to kind of mime in those lines and add in the actions as well to go along with that intro section um no it wasn't hard at all okay um and what was really funny too is like yeah i was speaking to mr lordy about it and you know a, a lot of people of this day and age you know with, with tv you would have you know coming up next blah 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 your favorite i love lucy and at 12 o'clock you know sanford and son wow this is aging me because i'm talking about shows i used to watch as a kid but i remember that yeah. but before any of that is no Oscar Ruiz horror show. So a lot of people thought that there was more going to be involved, like Evil Bread and Dyslexicist. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't understand it was, you know, just a, a fake, like a commercial yeah. before the new show. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, with, with Mr. Lordy wanting to promote this video, you know, he wanted to add the Nosferatu's character. So once again, this plays in where it was perfect that I, at the end of me saying we bring you, I said every single um, song title because when I when I heard the album when I first started hearing it, I'm like, oh wait a minute, I'm saying you know un undead living picture show, and I was like, I don't remember saying that. And I was like, oh yeah, that's right. So thank God we had that. Um, no, it wasn't hard at all. Um, cause basically I just had it on my phone. I had a clipboard and I just wrote everything out again. Cause it'd been a long time, um, since I had said those lines. And in fact, what it was a couple of days before the, the, the photo shoot on Thursday, the 23rd of February, we did the photo shoot, the complete full day photo shoot. And then the 24th, we turned it over into the set for the video. So the 24th and 25th were very, very long days shooting the video. The 24th was all the band starting off with that. And so... I think probably around maybe two or three in the morning of Saturday, the 25th is when, um, so I spend most of the day going over the lines and you know, there, there is uh, a section that was left out uh, on the album. I say something tonight, um, not one, nor two, but 12 terrific tales, you know, that we, we skip that. We pull that out and I go into, I hope we can finish this marathon before sunrise, going into my words. So basically what I started doing was saying the whole um, speech in in my broken accent. And then that's when I started to work with hand movements, what I was going to do. And at this time, you know, Mr. Lordy started mentioning we're going to have three camera ang angles one forward, one to the left, and one to the right. Um, so he started telling me, okay, this part you're going to say in this camera, second uh, third, second paragraph, camera to the right, last paragraph, you're going to say it to camera to the left. So I started mimicking where I was going to look, what I was going to say, and this is when I started with the hand, hand gestures, like, uh, you know, when I'm laughing. I, I 
and goes, welcome to the Scream Writers Crypt. And when I say crypt, I make it like I long and I take my hand and like pull back. I'm like, crypt, doing all this. When I'm when I'm walking into the the scene for the video, I'm almost like a, a vampire Dracula entrance kind of thing where, you know, my chest is out and I'm looking at the camera, you know, head up and arm up. So I'm looking like that and I just thought bowing to the crowd would make it seem more old worldly. Yeah. Where like today, you really don't see anybody bow. Good evening. How you doing? So I made it like I'm from another time, another era. That's where that comes in. You know, the little chuckle when I'm saying, I hope we finish this marathon before sunrise. <laughs> and then I get tonight, you know, getting back into it. And then, you know, hold your crosses. The cross was a, a prop that came with the, uh, with the, uh, with the costume. Um, I was going to hold up my, the bottle of holy water. No, I wasn't going to, no, I wasn't going to do that. I did want to have a handful of salt, but I was doing so much hand, uh, hand movement that it probably wouldn't work because, you know, I, I put the, across to the the front camera now hold on to your crosses and put salt on your windows and doors and i wanted to like throw salt but i'm like it's probably not going to read well and you know then i wouldn't be able to do everything else that i wanted to so you know once again when i say we bring you gene so i roll my eyes up into my head and you know at the time tommy didn't know how was what i was doing because he was still um directing the band so i'm in the other side coming up on my own stuff in the mirror i'm like okay this is gonna work and what was great i'm like it you know i i ran through it once and he's like that's that's awesome that's perfect and then you know i was like you got to get close up on me goes because at the end when i when i mentioned the song title we bring you because i'm rolling my eyes back in my head and he saw that he's like oh yeah i love it i love it so yeah that all just worked out mannerisms came very easy that day because now i'm in character i'm seeing what we're doing you know we had spoken about this character for months so i already had an idea what i wanted to do so when when doing it in person it was a no-brainer and like i said i just kept on saying those lines over and over again the only issue that i had was before the video of course they cut it down it was like 26 seconds of that intro before the song Dead Again, Jane, Yeah, where I start talking. And I'm supposed to be walking in, out of camera, into the center. So I had to like figure out, like in those 26 seconds of that, how much or where out of frame I would be that by the time I get to the center that I'm talking, that I start talking, good evening. So it took a couple of times, me fucking that up taking a couple of steps back and then bang, finally got it. And then once I got into it, you know, I, I, I got the, the rhythm of what I was saying that I can tell a couple of spots. I'm like, okay, I, I might be off just a tiny bit, but you know, if like, okay, if I step back and I don't look at my mouth, I'm looking like, Holy shit, this is cool. Look at the set. Wow. Look at this fucking guy. Blah, blah. I'm like, wow, it looks perfect. And his vision, Mr. Lordy's vision on what he wanted was just fantastic. Yeah. And and it just worked. It, it, it just fell into place. And 
I got my shit done probably about a half hour. Sitting around all goddamn day, and they're like, okay, we're done for the night. I'm like, shit. <laughs> Are you sure? You don't want to do it again? But I was like, great. It, it just, it, it rolled. It was just so smooth, and we were all happy about it. So yeah. that that was definitely cool. And then the last part so, I was seeing that video, you're sitting there in your chair, your kind of di- directorial chair, I guess, and you're reading Lord Diary, and then this black and white Jane comes in and obviously kills you was that kind of originally there or was that kind of taught up on the spot or how did that come about no that 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 was how he wanted to end the video now here's here's thing two was that whole day that um saturday the 25th um well strictly for the the, that scene the kitchen scene or whatever the dining scene between the uh the grave digger character and uh jane and just a couple of days earlier, Mr. Lordy didn't have someone in that spot. So they were there was a good chance possibly that I was gonna be doing that, which I was all for. But what I had to see is how am I gonna look different? Yeah. Because it has it has to be so, you know, I was like, Okay, I'm gonna slip my hair back. I tuck my hair underneath my, you know, my my collar, tuck my beard under my shirt anything and then you know maybe i i thought once i saw the teeth and the eyebrows that that tracy ended up wearing i was like okay cool maybe act different maybe a little more jerky like a you know i'm, I'm a little free like that kind of shit anything that i could do if i was going to be that character to make the disbelief that it's not, oh, there's Nosferatu Ruiz as, there's, you know, there's Ralph Ruiz. Now there's Ralph as, you know, the crazy psycho, you know, reanimator. So uh, I was thinking that, but then lucky enough, Mr. Lordy called Tracy and Tracy was available. And I think besides being a completely different person, which is great. So, you know, you don't have to think that I'm playing dual roles. You've got someone completely different. And he did a great job. Yeah, uh, I, I love the way he did it. Um, so the whole day was filming that. You know, we came in maybe two o'clock. We started in the afternoon. I wish we would have started earlier, but you know, we're on Lordy time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, uh, the director, Mister Lordy, had to be ready. And the great thing is, you know, he did everything storyboarded out, and we did it scene by scene in sequence because as you notice jane goes from you know just that dead look no makeup and as the video goes on she starts to get a little more decrepit a little more dead looking until she's you know completely dead zombified and we couldn't they couldn't film that in any other way than in sequence so by the time she was completely dead and zombified jesus we're looking like maybe 3 30 in the morning jesus. so yeah. yeah it was a long day and i'm just sitting waiting for my part yeah. <laughs> so they, they get hers done and of course now the whole idea is i'm sitting outside the studio where the band is playing and i'm just waiting for them to finish up so that i can you know get ready to announce my you know next part so i my idea in a sense i mean of course it it wouldn't work because it's a lordy video 
And I'm supposed to be like digging what I'm hearing. So I'm sitting there, I'm looking at my watch. I'm like, Jesus Christ, when the hell are these monsters going to finish this goddamn song? You know, and I'm, I'm drinking my coffee, which it's really quick and, and it's not close up, but that is a Scarby coffee cup. Yeah. Which, if you guys are familiar, the last couple of years, they came out with, instead of Starbucks, they made a little sticker of Hella scarby coffee so i'm holding that there so it was my idea to hold the, the diary i'm like why don't i be why don't i hold the diary you know we, we, i was like and they're like yeah tell me what i'm like dude promotion man we gotta sell 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 <laughs> you know you so i'm sitting there reading the reading the diary holding it open and the cool thing too is little little uh easter egg because no one's going to know but the page i have it open to is the picture pages and it's the picture of me and mr lordy where i'm wearing his makeup yeah and that was on the um uh typo negative tour so I'm, i'm holding the book up to that page and i'm sitting there like i'm reading and you know like i i look in into the studio i'm like oh god hurry up jesus christ let's go and then that was mr lordy's idea of having jane come alive and kill me and you know we're, i'm sitting in my director's chair and i didn't have mr ruiz on the back so mr lordy just ran into the dressing room really quick got a sharpie with a piece of paper wrote that put it on the back i'm like okay now this is official uh, i sat there hold up hold up the book and this is all his direction i'm like hold up the book look into the studio take a drink of your coffee look at your watch look at the book be like you're a little annoyed that they're not done all of a sudden um jane taps me on the shoulder she grabs me and i turn around and i scream and yes that is my scream and once again another ruiz character is killed off and that's how the video ends and i will tell you all that time sitting around for 15 hours took about maybe 20 minutes to to uh (laughs) and that was the end of the the video for dead again jane yeah that's awesome man so kind of like um kind of before we kind of finish up and everything i've asked pretty much everybody at this point that i've interviewed when we're kind of looking at this album we've obviously got lots of references to old classical 1930s universal horror monsters and I'm wondering from your side of things, do you do you like those kind of old school movies? And if you do, do you have any favorite kind of old school universal horror monster? Uh, uh, yes. Well, growing up here in the States, yeah. um, you know, Halloween was always those kind of monsters. Yeah, growing up, I always loved Dracula, Wolfman, Frankenstein. Uh, we'd always have monster marathons here in the States. So I grew up with with all of them and then of course in the 80s or yeah 70s with texas chainsaw but as a kid i never saw texas chainsaw or i never saw the exorcist it wasn't until the 80s where i was a teen and i um you know like the exorcist well the exorcist actually scared me shitless and i wasn't able to actually see it without covering my eyes until well into my uh uh 
40s. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, growing up with all them, Leatherface, um, Nightmare on Elm Street, Chucky, all that kind of stuff, Hellraiser. So I, I just loved them all. Yeah. Growing up, it was always Dracula. For me, it was always Dracula. Yeah. Um, so, like, when I was in college, you know, if I had to do some sort of art, art, whatever, it would be a Dracula thing. Then it was Phantom of the Opera, where I, I got in got into that this was way before the musical just the whole idea about the mask and all that stuff so yeah uh universal monsters growing up watching all like the 50s b movie horror movies like i said on weekends here in the states you'd you'd have the zacharias van Gooley or you know afternoon um hammer horror on saturday nights was a big one from from the uk yeah. Hammer Horror. Yeah. Uh, You've got to be familiar with that. Yeah, I am. You know, yeah. it, it would be an animated six-fingered hand that would come out of this river of blood, and it would, like, uh, you know, sculpt the word chiller, theater. And really, that was mostly all English uh, from the Hammer Studios. Yeah. All those kind of for Lee, Peter Cushion kind of horror movies and 60s, 70s B horror movies, and I watched all of that stuff growing up. Right. Every Saturday night was Hammer Horror or Chiller Theater. So, yeah, my whole life had been all around that. Um, so, I I just thought it, it was super cool that finally, you know, Mr. Lordy was gonna put an album out really around that, and when he started to think about what the characters would be based on um or when he showed me the first sketches of the album cover and i saw him as frankenstein hella as the bride mana you know as as dracula he see as blue lagoon and gone as the world i'm like holy fucking shit this is awesome yeah and i'm like are you really gonna go all out with the costumes and that's where he's like yeah kind of on some of them because some of them are going to be a little too more involved to be a part so i was like but yeah once he had that i'm like this is excellent this is perfect yeah and that's how that all came about thank you ralphie boy and may nosfaru rest in pieces Join me next week for the final Creature Feature as we talk to the final horrific beast. Until then, Monster Maniacs. Nakami te bitum frikea. Monsters of Rock, The Lordy Story, is a True Metal Podcast production. The show is presented, produced, and written by Matthew Kessie. Head to True Metal Pod's social channels to keep up to date with the production. <laughs>